Hello there and you're very welcome to Team Limerick Cleanup Talks 2, the official podcast from the team at Team Limerick Cleanup. And of course the initiative which was founded in 2015 by three people. Who were they? JP McManus, Paul O'Connell and Helen O'Donnell spearheaded by the council here in Limerick. It's now open for registration for the 8th edition of what has become the largest one-day clean-up in Ireland. Team Limerick Clean-Up, of course, is going to take place this year on the 7th of April. And we are urging as many volunteers, come and sign up. Whether you're new to Limerick, whether you've been here for 40, 50, 60 years, come and sign up. Do you know where you do it? You do it at www.teamlimerickcleanup.ie and let's help make this the best Team Limerick Clean-Up yet. Now... What are we going to do on the podcast? Over the next couple of weeks, I am going to bring you a series of guests. People who have been involved in Team Limerick Cleanup down through the years. People who have been involved in the operating side behind the scenes. People who have been involved in bringing it to fruition. And people who have got involved in their communities and have helped to generate an interest in TLC. The thousands and thousands of people who have got involved in TLC. Over 21,000 people took part last year in TLC7 and that was volunteers taking part from all over the city and county. It was the largest participation number so far and we collected 68 tonnes of litter. Volunteers are coming from all walks of life ranging from schools, colleges, GA clubs and Munster Rugby to businesses, charities, nursing homes and of course many well-known faces locally and that's who we'll be talking to over the course of this podcast. So I have some great guests in this podcast. Episode 1, we'll be looking at various themes. Now there our themes, of course, with TLC. And the main things that we look up here are community, pride and environment. They're the three pillars of Team Limerick Cleanup and they're the things we will focus on in this podcast. And in today's episode, I was really, really lucky to meet a young man that I think will be known to all of you for the work that he's done on the Limerick Hurling team. He's also been known to pick up a bit of litter on Good Friday, so take his example, young people out there. He really is a person who is a role model in Limerick society. So I sat down last week with a young man who has been injured over recent years, since I think last year. He got himself injured last year and wasn't able to take part in the 2022 All-Ireland Final, despite having taken part in the semi-final. But of course, you know who this guy is. I don't need an introduction, do I? But I might as well do it. It's Kean Lynch. And I started by asking Kean to just tell me a little bit about his background and where he grew up. Kean Lynch, you're very welcome to the studio. Thank you very much. Kean, where did you grow up and what kind of family background? I think your dad was a guard, am I right? Yeah, you're right. My father was a guard there in Limerick for 30 years or so. And he's originally a Tipperary man. So he's Lockmore Castellini. <laughs> so plenty of crack there down through the years. Obviously going to games as a young fella. Going, we used to go to nearly every All Ireland from 1999 with him, myself, my brother, and my father, and a few of the cousins there just tear off, and obviously that bit of crack. But then my mother's side then would be obviously the Carey family there in Patrick's Island. Obviously, growing up, a lot of our kind of background was based on going up to the village, going up to the pitch, and spending the day there, or going up watching trainings with the senior team playing, and sport and being a part of something is is massive. We'd no, we'd know no different, you know, and we're, we were born in Patrick's Island. It's Hurling is number one and I know I played soccer for a small period as well but obviously in your local area you're going to the local church, the local shop and the local pitch is kind of the centre of the village and it's where everyone meets, it's nearly every topic of conversation is a game or training and so on so yeah it's something that is kind of engraved in a lot of us here in Limerick and across Ireland. How young were you when you realised this is in me? This is something that I know is going to be you know, deep within me for all my life. Yeah, I'd say, do you know, I have a fond memory of playing with Petrol National School. We played in an Ola Cup final. I think I was in third or fourth class and my brother was playing a few Derek Burns, Jack Keller and so on. 
Royal playing and we played Belly Brown it was kind of a local derby in the Gaelic Crowns and I just remember winning that and that feeling of being a part of obviously Patrick National School but Patrick Swell as a village and as a sporting hurling team was just a kind of moment that really kind of said to me that yeah, I love this I love this feeling I love being part of this group and it was special I was a fellow art skull man and I was looking at doing a bit of research right and I was looking the other day and David Breen Shane Dowling Kevin Downs John Galvin Declan Hannan yourself Ollie Moore and Donica Sheehan uh, in rugby we're talking Paul O'Connell Dave Kilcoyne Sean Cronin Mike Sherry Craig Casey Keith Matthews Conor Fitzgerald Mossy Lawler uh, Sam Lynch a rower uh, Blind by Boat Club and uh, the lads from Give a Man a Kick and that's before you get into business what is it about Art Skull Reach and the pride that it has in terms of the people that it created but also the magic the magical people it sent out I suppose as a student going in there like I suppose starting off in first year kind of coming into I suppose a little cauldron do you know you're kind of a young fellow in primary school going watching Hearty Cup games going here in the various careers going here in the likes of Declan Shane Dowling all these other players that went through the school whether it be in hurling or rugby as you said in other sports but for youngsters going in there straight away you're involved in this community spirit and it's not so much you went into a secondary school of people from all over it's more you went into a community getting to know each other and did you know that when you were going into art school at the time because when I was in school we did have good sporting people but I mean you know we weren't we were seen as good on the hurling field maybe in GEA but we were never brilliant we, in fact what Michael Field who was a previous principal he was the best school in Ireland because we were on Blackboard Jungle that's what we won <laughs> back in our day but like it's, it, the school has changed hasn't it it's yeah. really become a cauldron of creativity from sporting and academic yeah 100% even I was lucky enough to be in there on school placement last year as a te- uh, studying to be a teacher a secondary teacher and I was on placement so I saw the other side of it as a teacher from a teacher's point of view and I suppose just the respect that is obviously given from the teachers but in return the students respect the teachers and I think it's unbelievable the way it's been run from the top down and each student has an opportunity to achieve whether it's sport or the hockey introduced there rugby hurling basketball and so on so I think there's massive opportunities for students and everyone is catered for and I think that's when a youngster really wants is just to be to have his kind of dreams and ideas fulfilled and I think our school will do that Can you remember the first time you encountered a hurley or held a hurley? Uh, God, I'd say I was giving it to the minute I came out of, my, out of the womb. Like, but, uh, no, I suppose I do have fond memories, obviously, going to games with my father, really, is kind of the memories that really stick out. Myself, my brother, and my father used to tear off to games. I remember being in the terrace, I think Cork were playing Waterford in a Munster Championship game, and just hearing the crowd roaring, I, I, I don't know, but Jodine would have been my favourite player at that age, and hearing the crowd roaring his name, and just seeing that, and it was always my aspiration to be part of something like that and I don't know just absolutely thrilled to have had were you, that Were you always aware of how important GAA was for the local community out your side and, as, and you know within your family and the pride that you know winning teams brought you know you're younger um, you probably weren't part of those teams that were really struggling we had a couple of near misses down through the years but those teams the pride was still there like putting on a jersey for years and never winning the All-Ireland you know you, you haven't really had to experience that yet but what do you think is in a team who are consistently struggling to get there and, and never really reaching it and still managing to go out and put the jersey on yeah, I suppose we like we've been blessed really in the last few years, you know. But we had plenty of years ourselves as well where we experienced low points, and we still experience low points where whether it's on the training field or whether it's in a game with the Limerick team or your club or college down through the years. But 
I think it's that word resilience, you know. Hmm. I know from obviously seeing my own uncle playing during the 90s there. playing with the Like a legend of the game, Kieran, and yet yeah. didn't bring home that All-Ireland. Yeah, and that's the joys of sport really, isn't yeah. it? You know, it's the... It's the risk we all take and not everyone can win. Do you know, still to this day as we go on, like not everyone's going to win and they're going to have days where it doesn't go your way. But that word resilience, just we just keep on to coming back and keep trying and that's what they did. Talk to me about 2022 and a semi-final and an injury. You were coming back off an injury as well, weren't you? And I mean, it's it, like, what's it like to know that a team is about to get to the final of the All-Ireland and you know that you're probably going to be having a hat-trick of... And then to know you're not going to be part of it. Yeah. Uh, I suppose being part of such a special group, I suppose you know that everyone is, no matter whether you're injured, whether you're starting, whether you're on the extended panel, we just all buy into the whole ethos of the team. And I obviously took, being told that I was injured, I wasn't going to be playing, I took that on the chain and said, John, I have to drive on here and do what I can to support the lads and push them on. Team Limerick Cleanup, that idea of taking pride, the pride that comes with the community and the team, Team Limerick, coming together to clean our county up. I mean, you're an educator, you're you certainly trained in education, and how important is it that an entire county can come together and actually show that we believe in where we're from and we want it to shine? It's special, like, and I know we kind of harp on about it in relation to sport, of how great Limerick people are, but I think down through the years, taking notice of the clean-up team, Limerick clean-up, and the amount of people getting involved, I know my local area there, on the day it takes place, down through the years, I know covid was a different period but you'd see people out with their high visas coming together looking after their patch and rowing in behind each other and you know it's there's a massive knock on effect and is when there's people meeting each other that probably mightn't have met each other in a long time and you're actually looking after your local area showing people that you really care and I think the Limerick people are unbelievable in how they support it and it's such a massive initiative And tell me about your plan on the Good Friday now who's in your group or who you think will be in your group and what, what have you done down through the years? So normally the family, so we'd all be around, really? and I've I've two nephews now as well, so they're they're young, kind of three and a half, and one's going on two, so they'll be able to use the old picker as well to look after the old road. But I know down through the years we've either met in the clubhouse in Patrick's Well and kind of tear tore off around the village, different roads, different streets, and we're kind of on a back road between Patrick's Well and Belly Brown. So I presume a few of us in our road will come together and just look after that road. What sort of small habits do you bring to your life day to day? Yeah, I suppose, obviously, the way things are at the moment, you want to do everything in your power to protect the environment, and that's on a big scale, but I think it all starts at home. It all starts in your own personal self and what you're doing as an individual, and whether that's introducing more recycling into your home, household, whether it's getting recycling bags, and rather than putting everything into the one bin, divide stuff up, clean them out, put them in, and even the basic thing of seeing rubbish when you're driving in your gate which we often see, just get out, pick it up and put it into the bin because obviously it's visual pollution but it has a knock-on effect then on obviously wildlife and so on and the actual climate itself. And I suppose the role that you play, I mean, you're a, you're seen by young kids as being this star. and <laughs> you, that, no. Well, you know, and it's it sort of, you're, you shine a light on this sort of stuff with Team Limerick Cleanup. It's important for role models out there to be able to tell young people, you know what, this is your future too. Yeah, 100% like, I suppose, if we all... Look the way we look after our own houses and our own homes, the way we try and keep them clean. If we all rode in together and looked after our local roads, local villages across your different localities, wouldn't the place be a lovely, clean, spotless place? And this team limer clean up is huge. Do you know, bringing pride back to your local area, spurring it on and showing that you really care. And as I say, Limerick people are phenomenal to ruin behind each other. So 
just hoping that this one drives on again and pushes people. And I suppose we do have to pay tribute as well to JP McManus who introduced this along with Helen O'Donnell and Paul. And what I've been always interested in is initiatives like this sometimes, you know, they'll take off, they might last for two or three years and then they just fizzle out or, you know, they don't. But this really has stood the test of time and every year we see it growing more and more. Yeah, 100%. You can see it like the last last year, obviously, there was massive people applied and got involved and registered, which is huge. So obviously hoping this year that more and more people from young kids to older generation are in together and as I said there already spoke it in groups out do you know whether it's someone that you haven't met in a while meet them come together get out on the road get down on your locality and whether it's having a cup of tea before you tear off or after you've done your few bits just get involved and it creates good habits do you know and it's important Coming back to yourself I mean you were injured for the last year a year and a bit I think um, What's it like to go through that from a psychological perspective, to take a heavy injury and then to be thinking, oh, will I ever be able to be as good? Do you ever wonder are you going to come back as strong or is that all psychological? Where where have you been over the last year? Uh, obviously, it's a setback, obviously, physically, firstly, because you're not able to do the training or the condition you're used to. And then obviously mentally, like you're so used all our lives, I suppose any one of us would say the same thing. We're same routine, routine week in, week out, whether it's with your club, whether it's with Limerick and to have that kind of massive lull you're kind of asking yourself what what can I do And I, I can't imagine you became the couch potato for a year no, did you? Yeah. I tried that but it didn't work <laughs> <laughs> my mother told me get up but uh, no it's just I suppose the mind is powerful like and it's just trying to challenge yourself you know whether you can't go for a run try to get out and do something else go for a walk go for I suppose go to the gym do an upper body session and for me it was just about trying to stay positive even in times where I might have had setbacks during the rehab process or after the operation, whether I had pain and so on, I was just trying to say to myself, okay, do you know what? I can still get up in the morning, I can still go to work, I can still get out and get fresh air and do things. And I think perspective is a massive thing, and that's what I always try and go back to. Are you ready for action again? Are you feeling fit? <laughs> I don't know, am I ever fit? But no, I'm mad for all. Yeah. You know, I suppose just looking forward to being back in a group, training and being able to try and get out and push myself. The support and the team Limerick have been really important to that team, haven't they? Oh, unbelievable, sure. Like, Every one of us say it, and even across the whole country, Limerick supporters are unbelievable. If it's a game above an Antrim, they'll travel. And if it's a game here in Limerick, and if things are going great, they're with you. And when things aren't going great, they're with us as well. And I think that's the most important side of it, you know. And the bad days, they're behind us. And even with this initiative, as I said, you see how Limerick people come out and support the likes of JP and this whole initiative. So it's massive. What aspects of Limerick are you most proud of? I think it's just the togetherness of it. Do you know whether it's walking in around town there on a Saturday morning, going into the market or going in shopping or doing a few bits, you'll always meet someone, whether you know them personally or not, you'll meet someone and they'll, I suppose, they'll make a comment to make you smile. I think that's what's special with Limerick, we're sincere and we're, we're honest and it's something I appreciate. What would you say to all the young people who are out there now? And, and particularly we're looking to try and get people who maybe have have found Limerick as their new home this yeah. year and who've never experienced Team Limerick Clean. What would you say to them in terms of getting involved and getting out there? Well, firstly, try register anyway. Get involved, get in, I suppose, put yourself out there. And we all have, a, I suppose, a part to play. Do you know whether that's in your own local or local road, or where you're coming into Limerick of a Saturday morning, get involved, keep the place clean, and there's no, I suppose, there's no one on their own here. There's groups everywhere. Join up, take part, and get involved.
That was Kean Lynch, who was very good and very kind to come into studio and have a chat with the Team Limerick Cleanup Talks to podcast team a couple of weeks ago in Limerick City. And we wish Kean and all the team the very best of luck. Let's do four in a row this year. Why not? Team Limerick Cleanup would simply be nowhere if it wasn't for the thousands of volunteers across Limerick City and County who have signed up year in, year out to take part in this wonderful initiative. Back in 2015, when the idea was put forward by JP and Helen and Paul, the event was bought into by Limerick. 10,000 people participated in the event. It took off like a whirlwind. And the groups that take part in as volunteers... They are the most important part of this, as I said. And I was lucky enough to meet one of those groups a couple of weeks ago. And on a crisp Sunday morning, I headed out to Kuna to meet the guys from Shannon Rugby Club who were training the underage levels on a Sunday morning. I started by chatting to Katie McCloskey, who's the PRO at Shannon Rugby Club. And this is their story. Shannon's a community club. Like, once kids are out playing, participating, that's all they want. If they play for Munster and, Sh- and Ireland later in time, absolutely fantastic. Like, we've had huge representation here from Munster and Shannon and Ireland yesterday, taking into account we've Craig Casey, who started yesterday with the under with the Shannons. He started here as an underage. And looking at an initiative like TLC, tell us what happens here in Shannon on Good Friday, and then also uh, how important something like TLC is to remind people that community isn't just about playing sport, it's also about having pride in where you're from. Absolutely. So here on Good Friday, we have a huge event today here. So we have a Good Friday tournament, so kids from all over, all different clubs in Limerick come and join us here. We have a big, huge tournament on. The whole day is taken up. The kids are playing. There could be up to a thousand kids here. And then what we do is we all get together and we do the clean-up for Limerick with TLC, which is a huge initiative. All the community outside on the, the, the road on the way in, we help along there to tidy up and bring everything clean up for them as well. And then everything is left here for TLC to pick up. It's a huge community effort here on Good Friday. It's massive, massive. Dave Quinlan, uh, Shannon under fives and under twenties coach come here every Sunday morning there's a massive group of kids here playing but there's a massive group of adults as well helping out um, Sunday morning is a social occasion here for our kids not not sport bit of sport running but it's more social and on Good Friday you will have a huge event here tell us exactly what happens on Good Friday outside of the TLC oh just there's a massive blitz here there's teams coming from all over the country uh, there's a mate of mine coming down from Navin bringing 20 kids from Navin they've been looking forward to it all year that's happening with teams all over the country all meeting here so it's great for Limerick it's great for the club it's great for everyone involved here it's just a big really good occasion ok so guys we're here on a Sunday and the sun is shining tell me what you've been up to today we were doing tackling and training and do you come every Sunday to train for Shannon yes and tell me now who are the people you look up to from the Shannon club down through the years who's your favourite players Um, Johnny Sexton <laughs> you're saying Johnny Sexton a Leinster man <laughs> Craig Casey. Well, Craig Casey's a Shannon man, isn't he? Yeah. Tell me, on Good Friday, have you taken part in the Team Limerick clean-up before? You know what it's about? Yes. You pick up rubbish, put it in the bag. How important is it that we look after our community and keep it clean? It's very important, because when I grow up, then it will be all uh, dirty. What position would you like to play? Um, a winger. You want to be a winger? Why do you want to be a winger? Because I'm really fast. Now, on Good Friday when you're cleaning up, how fast are you with the cleaning up? Uh, A bit slower. You're a bit slower? Yeah. What do you think the reason behind Team Limerick Cleanup is? Um, To help out the environment and to keep it way cleaner. Do you think it's important that people who are young realise that the environment needs to be minded? Uh, Yes. Why? 
because when when you're younger you don't really have as much problems and like you're kind of oh I can do that I can do this and when you're older you realize you have more problems like kind of so you're worried that there might be a few problems coming down the line yes like what um less animals um the environment more dirty you might even have flooded pitches yeah and we can't play rugby. So do you look forward to the... You have the big blitz on the Sunday on Good Friday, but then also the clean-up. And do you think... Do all, does everyone come together? Um, yes. I think they should. When you're coming here on a Sunday, what's the most enjoyable thing about coming here every Sunday and getting trained? Um, coming here to meet my friends and play rugby. So do you like the community aspect of getting to know lots of people? Yeah. And how many people are on your team? I like a good, like, 30 or something, I know. So on Good Friday then, when you come together and you're all getting into the blitz and it's all excitement, we have the TLC, the Team Limerick Cleanup as well. What do you do as part of that? Uh, we clean up, like, the place. <laughs> and do you think that that's an important part of the annual event? Yeah. Why do you think it's important that we keep, and I'm aware that we keep things clean? Because then next year when we do the same thing, it might be way dirtier. My thanks to all the guys at Shannon Rugby Club for allowing me access to see what goes on on that Sunday training session with all those younger kids. They'll be the rugby players of the future. Really was wonderful to see, so thank you to them. As we said earlier in the show, environment is one of the key aspects of what TLC, Team Limerick Cleanup, is all about. And there's a core purpose and aspiration behind this event. We really want to foster and build relationships with the community. We want to protect the environment and, of course, instill a sense of pride in our community across Limerick City. We've got many different partners. Of course, we've got the JP McManus Benevolent Fund. We work with Limerick City and County Council, the Limerick Leader. The Limerick Post, Live 95, who of course are bringing you this podcast. I love Limerick, eLive and Dunn Stores. But the one I've left out, of course, is Mr Binman. And I was very lucky to go and see their new facility recently. It's an amazing facility on the Dock Road and there's so much potential there. And you'll hear about this in an interview I did with the sales and marketing manager of Mr Binman, Joe Cleary. This is what he had to say. So Joe Cleary, we're here on the Mr. Benman new facility here on the Dock Road, an absolute massive site for anybody who is driving past and has never looked in and it's all tech and it's all it's all go here. Tell me what happens here. So at the moment we're transferring waste here, we are taking out any recyclables, sending them for further recycling and basically processing the waste, bulking it up making sure that the maximum is recycled here and we have big plans hopefully for the future as well to do other uh, processing here on site it's a fantastic site down the dock road and um, yeah we're basing all our trucks out of here now as well and I suppose over the time that you've been involved how people get rid of waste has fundamentally changed and how people think of waste is changing rapidly isn't it absolutely and uh, we, we were just saying to some new recruits we were training last week and um, we're actually a technology company that happens to collect bins um it's more to, more like that now than it is people had the image before of getting a rubbish bin putting it on your back throwing it into the back of a truck all went into landfill that's completely changed now we have a lot of contracts where we work on with the likes of Lidl and other big companies like that, where we're diverting 100% of their waste away from landfill. So. And Team Limerick Cleanup, you've been at the heart of that initiative. And tell, talk to me about 
when that initiative started and you were very much part of it at the beginning yeah it started actually 2015 uh, we got a, a phone call from a mutual friend of jp uh, mcmanus and i thought oh interesting idea simple for people to follow um let's give it a go we're, we're in and mr Bimman are in uh, we didn't realize how how big it was going to get uh, to show some level of scale the idea came from three people and seven years later there's 20,000 people out there as volunteers find text messaging very effective tool we managed the texting uh, to all the group leaders and stuff so we were able to communicate with them and just on that you were talking about the technological aspect of this business and you know the actual logistics on the day tell listeners you know because they think that you know they all will have their groups and they'll have their bags and they'll be leaving them down but behind the scenes there's a lot that needs to be looked at yeah one of the things from the start was that we prided ourselves as a committee as a tlc committee and mr benman was to make do all the work behind the scenes so that it was as easy as possible for volunteers on the day we'd have everything from satellite tracking on the trucks to all the text messaging coming in and out to volunteers being monitored on the day itself we'd have about 20 to 25 people out and where is the command center for that how does that work so we run the control center from city hall on the day and then uh, after after city hall is closed in the evening we bring it back here um to, to manage any phone calls or text messages that come in after hours so we, we'd remove all the litter on the day that's picked by the volunteers all over the city and county and then when the event is over then we also take part usually with the council in finding what was in the litter to try and stop litter in the first place because that's definitely the aim in our head anyway to stop having to pick litter. And what have you found in the last few years and are things changing? Yeah, well, we've been able to give feedback to certain groups and industries in relation to the likes of things we were constantly finding, especially in the earlier years like um, packaging, uh, you know, around, especially around coffee cups, things like that. So you can see initiatives like keep cups, compostable cups, all that's beginning to change a little bit. Uh, we're also able to give feedback to a lot of the likes of takeaways and uh, things like that that a lot of their branding was ending up being disposed of so they've changed how they package and do an awful lot of their things a lot of it is awareness and a lot of it has to come from education as well we always feedback to the schools for a huge part of this event and if anybody's listening to this now and i mean are people getting better at it and is there anything we as a community need to be learning now today in order to improve well, I think the most amazing part of TLC is the volunteers. The most annoying aspect of it is that people have to come out to pick litter in the first instance. Um, it has reduced year on year. There have been improvements since since year one when we did it. The amount of litter has come down significantly. But I suppose it's, uh, TLC, uh, Paul O'Connell would say in uh, one of the quotes he said at the beginning was to create habits. So create good habits in schools, create good habits with kids who would in turn create good habits in their homes to stop people throwing out that piece of litter or that can or bottle or whatever it is onto the side road and have pride in their community and it's not just okay litter pick is obviously a huge aspect of it but there's other things that go on on the day as well people paint walls and and grounds and they get murals done and you know there's a whole other aspect to it as well which brings communities together there's just lots of people that would come back to us with feedback and say i didn't see my neighbors for the last few years especially during covid it was great to all get out together and have a bit of fun afterwards and final question then if you were talking to people and i know we're trying to get as many people and there's a lot of people who have moved to limerick in recent years that maybe are, redisco- are discovering limerick as a community for the first time why get involved get, get involved in tlc it's just it's, it's look at making a difference in your own community uh, you're leaving a mark on your own area a positive mark uh, you're joining leaders who started this before 
You can get involved in the get-togethers after the clean-up and have a bit of fun. And look who's leading the event. You have an awful lot of Limerick leaders who are fronting up and putting their name to this as well. So it's something to get out, get involved, log on. It takes two minutes to register, maybe even less. And you'll get out on the day, even if you only pick in your own parish or your own area, do your bit. Every little helps. It's, it's, it's really making a difference in the community. That was Joe Cleary, Sales and Marketing Manager with Mr Binman, one of our partners here with Team Limerick Cleanup, an organisation that does amazing work across Limerick and further afield. That's us for the first episode of the Team Limerick Cleanup Talks to podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our guests and I hope this has inspired you to get involved. Registration is now open for the 8th edition, so please do sign up. TeamLimerickCleanup.ie is where you can sign up and please, let's make sure, Good Friday, the 7th of April this year, Limerick City and County is gleaming. It's a wonderful opportunity to get you to come together with your friends and your community to join in and make Limerick cleaner, but also to find friends and to have an old uh, hot cross bun at the end of the event. Spread the word. 68 tonnes of litter were cleaned up this year. Let's see if we can beat that. So my thanks to all our guests for the first episode. I'll be back with you in the next couple of days with the second episode. And we've got some really interesting guests for that episode too. Do join me. But in the meantime, mind yourselves, this episode of Team Limerick Cleanup Talks 2 has been brought to you in association with Live 95 from Nigel Dugdale and all the team at Team Limerick Cleanup Talks to. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time.